Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, June 10th, 2023, Belmont Stakes Day. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great, completely legal online wagering website with many tools and perks for the racing fan. Amwager.com is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America, as well as many around the world. Check it out, Amwager.com, where you can sign up easily if you're in one of those states, which is the many, that it's legal. While you're there, you can get the Key Races and Bets blog if you want the written version of this podcast by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. It is totally free. We're going to start with the last three races on the Great Belmont Stakes Day card. Race 10 is the Metropolitan Handicap Post 504 Eastern. And in a quality field of nine, favoritism is going to go to Cody's Wish, and rightfully so, as he's won five in a row and eight of his last nine, including three straight grade one stakes. Cody's Wish returned from five months off to win the Churchill Down Stakes on Derby Day, as if he'd never been away, and his three workouts since have been spectacular. Cody's Wish can adapt to any pace scenario and closes resolutely, so maybe the horse to beat. However... He isn't a standout in this field because this is a heck of a field. And there is one horse who I expect will run the best race of his career, which is good enough to beat Cody's Wish, and another who continues to run career best races and also can win. And those two are Dr. Scheibel and Repo Rocks. Dr. Scheibel sits out of California with California Speed, which is to say there's no horse which can keep up with him in the opening half mile. He nearly won the 2021 Breeders' Cup Sprint after a 44-second half, missing by a nose to Aloha West. Then, after venturing to Dubai in March of 2022, was off for 13 months. Returning four weeks ago, Dr. Scheibel put in a display of speed, coasting the lead through a 44.6-second half mile, and then he could have gone much faster if asked. Now making his second start of 2023, it is significant to note none other than Irad Ortiz Jr. takes the call, and Irad's in a battle with his brother Jose for leading rider honors, currently with 30 Jose 31. If Dr. Scheibel is able to get the easy lead, I think he will. Even a talented horse like Cody's Wish may be unable to overtake him in the late stages. Repo Rocks has been nearly unstoppable since joining the Nest Barn last fall. He was a good horse before that, with five in-the-money finishes in stakes. But since Ness took over, the gelding is even better. Similar to Cody's Wish, recent record of having won eight of nine, his last nine, and finishing second in the other. Repo Rocks has won five of six and finished second in the other. The loss came in the grade one Carter last April at this one-turn mile trip at Aqueduct, but then Repo Rocks rebounded to win the Westchester Stakes five weeks ago at Belmont and at the same one-turn mile. I expect Repo Rocks to be the one stalking Dr. Scheibel in the early stages. And so if Dr. Scheibel shows any signs of slowing down, Repo Rocks is the horse to pass him and then try and hold off Cody Wish in the final stages. If you're looking to find a few horses for second and third on exact and trifecta tickets, consider Charge, Zanin, and Wide Barrio. All three are good horses in their own right, but none prove capable of winning at this level and distance yet as compared to Dr. Scheibel, Repo Rocks, and Cody's Wish. For win bets in the Met... Paulton Handicap, race 10 at Belmont Post, 504 on Saturday, June 10th. I consider all three horses, Cody's Wish, Dr. Scheibel, Rebo Rocks, to have about the same probability to win, somewhere between 5-2 and 3-1. to one. 
So I'm going to choose three to one, and I'm going to bet two of the three, or one of the three, at three to one or more. It's a, likely Dr. Shiva opens at 10 to one, will be three to one or more. Rupert Rocks opens at 92, so he is as well. So Cody's wish, unlikely. So I'll probably be betting both Dr. Shiva and Rupert Rocks to win at three to one or more. Everyone betting two horses at greater than minimum odds or fair odds, there is an opportunity to get an additional edge by using a dutching tool, which prorates wagers for the best value. There's a free dutching tool at amwager.com where you can set the amount you want to bet or the amount you want to win, and the math is done for you to achieve the best edge. And this is just one of many good tools and perks for the better at amwager.com. For the exact, I want to play two exactos here. The first is going to be a box of Cody Swish, Dr. Scheivel, and Repo Rocks. The second is going to be Cody's Wish, Dr. Shavel, Repo Rocks over Cody's Wish, Dr. Shavel, Repo Rocks, and then add Charge It, Zandon, and Wide Barrio. Adding Charge It, Zandon, and Wide Barrio. Played both exactas. If Cody's Wish, Dr. Shavel, Repo Rocks, if any two of those three come in first and second, you win both bets. Going to play some doubles and pick three here in the doubles. In race 10, Cody's Wish, Dr. Shavel, Repo Rocks. In race 11, Ottoman Fleet only. Pick three is going to be in race 10, Cody's Wish, Dr. Shavel, Repo Rocks. In race 11, Ottoman Fleet. In race 12, Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire. Moving on to race 11 on the Great Belmont card on Saturday, June 10th. This is the Manhattan Stakes with a post of 5 of 54 Eastern. And in spite of up to the mark opening as the 8 to 5 a favorite, Ottoman Fleet is a complete and total standout, in my opinion, in this year's Manhattan. The whole purpose of shipping the horse in from Europe five weeks ago to run in the Fort Marcy Stakes on the Belmont Inner Turf Course at Belmont was to set him up for this race. And the four-year-old obliged with a big move from fourth to lead with a quarter mile to go to an eighth of a mile to the eighth pole, then coasting home easily. He had run just 18 days earlier in England, winning a Group 3 Stakes, so winning that Group 2 race last month was no surprise. Appleby is deadly with runners in North America as it is, and it must be noted, after using Richard Mullen, in the Fort Marcy, and by the way, Mullen rides Warren's Point, who's also owned by Goodolphin and by Appleby. Appleby goes to his number one jock, William Buick, who rode Ottoman Fleet to his win in England in April. In the last five years, Appleby is 10 for 25, winning back-to-back in North America graded stakes, with another seven finishing second. Additionally, Ottoman Fleet has won two of four in his career at 10 furlongs, and second or third in the other two, whereas up to the mark is trying 10 furlongs for the first time in his career. Trying to make a profit on exactas and trifectas, I'm going to use Ocean Atlantique, opens at 20 to 1. He's one of two horses trained by Mike Maker, the other being Red Knight, and it's a nearly sure sign Ocean Atlantique is going to go for the lead from the start as Luis Saez gets on. Saez rode the horse last summer in three straight, two on grass, setting the lead each time. Then he finished. the horse finished second, third, and fourth, in those three, and three later, this past January, with another jockey, Ocean Atlantique won two in a row by leading from start to finish. He was not sent to lead in the Turf Classic last month, one by up the mark, but I think the plan with the jockey change will be to go, and that might work considering the only other horse that likes to have a lead is strong quality, but he isn't absolutely need-to-lead type, as Ocean Atlantique appears to be. If you're looking to go deeper for exactors and trifectas, you can consider Soldier Rising and Red Knight. There's no value using up to the mark in any exact and trifecta tickets with Optimus, Opti, Ottoman Fleet. So if they run 1, 2, or 1, 3, I'm willing to lose. Another horse for the exotics is Warren Point. As I mentioned earlier, also trained by Appleby and owned by Godolphin. He rallied from 7th to lead in the stretch in the Manowar last month. 
then faded to fifth, but was in a forest blanket finish for second, and he could improve in his second U.S. start. In the Manhattan, race 11 at Belmont Post 554, Saturday, June 10th. Ottoman Fleet is a win bet at 3-2 to two or higher, so it would be a low odds overlay anywhere near his 5-2 to two morning line, even 2-1 to one or 9-5. to five. I'll also make a token $5, $10 win bet on Ocean Atlantic, Atlantique, just in case he hangs on. I don't want to be kicking myself. I'm going to use him in a second. You'll hear in the exact and trifecta in second and third. But I don't want to miss a 20 to 1 for 5 bucks or 10 bucks because he could get very brave here. For the exacta, Ottoman Fleet over Ocean Atlantique, Warren Point, Soldier, Rising, and Red Knight. For the trifecta, Ottoman Fleet over all over Ocean Atlantique. The value is there for him coming in second or third, so I want to use him in both positions, even just for a 50-cent try. We can play some doubles here, particularly if we're dead or not alive in the pick three of Cody's Voice, Dr. Shavu, Rima Rock didn't win, which I don't expect to happen, but we can still double up. So the doubles would be in race 11, Ottoman Fleet, and in race 12, Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire. Moving on to the big one, the Belmont Six, race 12 on Saturday, June 10th, post 702 Eastern. Over the last 10 editions of the Belmont, Sons of Tappet have won four times. And it appears with two entrants in the race this year, that number may be five, by about 7.05 p.m. Saturday. Tappet's bloodline is represented by both Tappet Trice and Tappet Shoes, but it is Tappet Shoes I'm much more interested in as he's likely to enter the gate at high odds. That's because he hasn't raced at this level or in a graded stakes to date, but that's not a reason to ignore him for a second. Last fall, Tappet Shoes made his debut in a two-turn race without a sprint, Likely because trainer Brad Cox knew his greatest chances for success were in route races. After finishing 6 of 11 in that debut, Tappet Shoes dominated the win by 7 a little over 4 weeks later, then finished 4th and 3rd. Although he ran more poorly in the subsequent efforts, he ran faster each time, going from an 83 Equibase speed figure to 90, then 93. Then returning after 2 months off in April 22, Cox apparently felt Tappet Shoes fit with top three-year-olds as he was entered in the bathhouse row stakes against Red Route 1, who had finished second in both the Rebel and Southwest, and against Victory Formation, who won the Smarty Jones in January. Tappet Shoes confirmed Cox's opinion in that bathhouse row stakes as he earned a new career-best 102 figure, missing by a head on the line to Red Route 1 after making the lead in the stretch. Tappet Shoes is a full brother to Cyberknife, who most people recall, had a big campaign in 2022. He earned more than $2 million in his career. He was second in the 2022 Travers. And Brad Cox has won the Belmont, having essential quality to win in 2021. So with Tappet Shoes on a pattern for a new career best effort and having superb tactical speed to stalk the pace setters in third or fourth early from a ground-saving rail, I think he can post the upset. Angel Vampire rallied from 16th in the 18-horse derby field five weeks ago to 10th with a quarter mile to go, then to third with an eighth of a mile to go, he got within half a length of Rugby runner-up two fills at the end. Sensing he may have just a bit unfocused in that race, trainer Brad Cox, who also saddles Tappet Shoes and Hit Show, adds blinkers, hoping for the Colt to run as well as he did one before that in the Arkansas Derby, where he made a visually impressive run on the far turn to go from sixth to first as the field entered the stretch. Since the Derby, Angel of Empires put in two sparkling morning works at Cox home base in Kentucky, both five furlong drills in 59 and 4, which were nearly the fastest on the day both times, and also faster than Tappet Shoes and Hit Show, who appeared they worked in company because they all worked the same distance on the same day. The career-best 106 Echo Base speed figure, Angel of Empire, earned in the Arkansas Derby, is tied 
for the best for any horse in the field with Forte's Fountain of Youth figure. And so if the new equipment or the shorter field helps, Angel of Empire certainly can run well enough to win. Tappet Trice won four races in succession until a seven-place effort in the Derby where he never really got involved, but did pass 10 horses late from 18th to 7th at the end. Prior to that, he earned a career-best 103 figure, winning the Bluegrass Stakes, and after losing the lead mid-stretch in that race to verifying and coming back. Pletcher immediately set his Colts' sights on the Belmont after the Derby, and Tappet Trice has been in steady training at Belmont for the race, so if he can return to the form shown in December through April, he could have a big say in the outcome. Red Rat 1 gets honorable mention, in my opinion, and has to be considered for second or third, so it could be part of the exact or a try. He won the bathhouse Rose Stakes in April, beating Tappet Shoes by a head. He rallied from 8th of 9 in that race. His tendency is to come from far back, which historically is not the best style for the Belmont. Red Rat 1 earned a 102 figure in the bathhouse row before aggressing a 95 in the Preakness, where he ran 4th, but he is one of few in here who has the pedigree to get the mile and a half because his damn sire is Tappet. And trainer Asmussen won the 2016 Belmont with Creator. So I think Red Rat 1 could be passing a few of these in the race for a nice piece of the prize money. Now I know a lot of you were asking, what about Forte and National Treasure? Forte would have been the betting favorite in the Derby if not scratched because of a foot bruise, which based on his most recent workouts appeared not to be an issue. He has won five in a row, including the Fountain of Youth Stakes, the career best 106. And although he hasn't run in a race since winning the Florida Derby on April 1st, that isn't necessarily a reason for discounting his chance to win because says the law won the 2020 Belmont after winning the Florida Derby, and that was the year the Kentucky Derby was after the Belmont. But the reason I feel Forte isn't as probable to win as Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, Ranger Empire is I don't think he has the pedigree to successfully run a mile and a half. So though Fletcher has won the Belmont stake three times in the last 10 years, I'm going to take a stand against Forte. As the national treasurer, he won the Preakness leading from start to finish and really slowed the tempo, enabling him to fight off Blazing Sevens in the final yards. But in this race, as long as Il Muricolo, who's likely to go for the lead from the start, runs in the race, National Treasure is unlikely to have an easy lead. And considering that in his four previous races of the Preakness, his four previous two-turn races, he didn't really show any kind of kick in the last day. I think if he can't have the lead, he can't run well enough to win, in spite of a competitive 102 equities figure in the Preakness. So for the Belmont Stakes, race 12 at Belmont Park, Saturday, June 10th, 702 Eastern, the win bet's going to be Tappet Shoes at 3-1 to one or more. He's going to be 10-15-1 to one easily. In the event Tappet Trice or Angel of Empire is 3-1 to one or higher in your post time, the one of the highest odds can be bet to win as well. So I'm willing to make two win bets here. And if I do bet either Tappet Trice or Angel of Empire, in addition to Tappet Shoes, I'm absolutely going to use a dutching tool like the free one to Amwager to help prorate my odds and my value of my bets for the best edge. In addition to the exactors, I'm going to talk about in a second, because I like Tappet Shoes to win, when we're betting a horse like Tappet Shoes at like double-digit minimum odds, a minimum $1 or $2 exact back wheel, which is putting him in second, is justified as it could pay much more than a place bet. In this case, I'm going to play an exact of all over Tappet Shoes. Now, for the main exactor, we're going to box Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire. And then for the trifecta, I want to play Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire over all over Tappet Shoes, Tappet Trice, and Angel of Empire. This way, if any two of the three come in first and second or first and third, we'll win one of the two bets. And if they happen to come in first, second, and third, we win both. And of course, with Tappet Shoes being double digits, that could lead to some really nice payoffs. Don't forget, if you want the written version of this podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, you can get it totally free by going to amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, 
clicking on How to Bet and Elastar's blog. While you're there, if you're not a member, please look around. You'll be very happy if you did sign up and see what they have to offer you. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.